I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. Here we are live on YouTube. We're available on other channels, wherever you get your, your pods. So uh, we would like you to subscribe, like, tick boxes, thumbs ups. You know, we like all of those. So, uh, and we'd like you to subscribe. You know, it's uh, we're getting a few more, but it's uh, always nice to get more on board. We'd like to grow the pod. So if you can, please. Anyway, we're on to the, the menu tonight. We've got... The aftermath, a review of our uh, match today, Ibrox against Aberdeen. So we had our uh, heartwarming rendition of God Save the King pre-match, which was, we were all upstanding for that, <clears throat> and, and gave it laldi, as they say, in Glasgow. So we, uh, we we had a few changes to the first team today. And mm-hmm. we had, <clears throat> and I'm going to run through the team before I get, get to you two guys, just for his... Uh, for the sake of our, our audience. McCrory and goals, which we were pleased to see. We had uh, defence of Tav, Goldson, Davis and Rudvan. Lundstrom and Raskin. And then Cantwell, Matondo and Hadji. First time in a while we've saw Hadji start. And with uh, Sakala, with, with Michael's favourite 4-2-3-1 formation. And over to our German correspondent, Mr David how are you? <clears throat> yeah, great. I was just uh, typing out to to Curry, Curry Muncher, get yourself on here. I've sent him an invite, so if he wants to come on, he can come on. Um, yeah, I'm great. Quite enjoyed the game. It was, uh, yeah, a bit of the same as the same as the same, isn't it? Just making chances, not taking them. And, uh, nah, no doubt we'll get around to it. Um, but the way it's not only on YouTube, people on Facebook and people on Twitter can also get us live. 
smash. Right. And all the way from Orkney, you know, straight from Germany to Orkney, you know, you can't say we're not uh, geographically widespread. So, Bill, how was uh, your day-to-day viewing the, the famous? Hi, pretty good, Dave. Um, good win. I did think at uh, half-time, I thought, well, we've had a lot of chances, we've no scored. Will they do as what they did two weeks ago? But thankfully, no, we, we got the win. Uh, which was well-deserved, I have to say. I don't think Aberdeen offered much. And, yeah, enjoyed the game. Yeah, I mean, we had... We had when on the pod on Thursday, we had, you know, predicted and we had discussed some changes. You know, with McCrory coming in goals, I don't think there was anyone surprised. And Ridvan came into left-back. I think we'd had the heads up on that one. Uh, but with Hadji starting, so... Obviously, we had uh, people who were on the fringes who made an appearance today... How do you think they, they performed in general? What was your, your take? Um, we were okay, but as I say, it's the same as the same as the same. We we missed a striker. We definitely did because uh, um, Sakala kept going to the right and sometimes Matondo filled in in the, the middle, but a lot of times he was still out in the, the left wing, which meant that we, we couldn't get rid of the ball to a striker. And if you look, yeah, yeah, sorry, I know I'm, I'm going to go into another Lundstrom rag here, but uh, when you've got Lundstrom playing again, taking two yard passes from Davies and passing it to Connor Goldson, then you're just missing a player in midfield. And that's my whole gripe with him. Um, we, we need, really badly need, a centre mid, an attacking centre mid, and not a not one that's going to sit between the centre halves, and that that's that's just we're, we're a man short before we even start when we when, when we play like this. And if you look at, so I hate to mention them, but I, I sort of a, watched the highlights for for a minute. If you look at the amount of movement in their team, and that's movement, that's the whole trouble with us. We've totally no movement. No, if, if if you look, Lundstrom he passes the ball and then he stands. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, that's that's just my, the way I think. And uh, as I say, we're a man short before we even start. Well, well, how now that Dave's got his uh, John Lundstrom rant out of the way, how how, how did you think our uh, kind of the players who who dropped into our team today, the starting lineup? How did you think they performed in general? Uh, well, Robbie McCrory, I um, I thought he had a good game. Sort of commanded his eighteen yard box. Looked very comfortable with the ball at his feet as well, which isn't what you see well in McGregor because, you know, if you think back to the last weekend, the game against them, McGregor's kicking was just dreadful at times and I thought McCrory was a lot better in that regard. I've not seen enough of the boy yet to know if he's as good a shot stopper as McGregor, but I would like to see more of him. I think um, he discharged his duties really well today. Delighted to see Yanis Hadji back in the team. I'm a big fan of Hadji's um, and... I think I said during the, the match in the chat that Hadji seemed to have got a bit faster than I remember him because I, uh, you know, thinking back to the last couple of seasons, I would always bemoan his lack of pace as the one thing that was really holding him back. But he seemed to have an extra yard today that he never, ever had before. And although he could only do sort of 65 or 70 minutes, which is understandable mm-hmm. given, you know, how long he's been out, I thought he played well. And it was exciting to see both Hadji and Cantwell in the same team driving forward. I, I thought they looked 
you know, really, really good. Hadji, especially at the beginning of the second half, picking up a lot of really good passes and getting into areas. So we're excited to, uh, by yeah, that. I think excited, you're right. You know, for, for next season with, with Hadji and Cantwell in the team. Um, Matondo, I thought, was okay. He didn't set the header on fire, but he certainly didn't have a bad game. He had some part of some good moves, put in uh, some good balls, made some good runs. And, you know, we, he's, he's one of these guys where I think we all wrote him off based on sort of a handful of poor performances at the beginning of the season. But I'm wondering, you know, like we've all seen Rangers players take a while to adapt and a while to find themselves at Rangers. And I'm wondering with Matondo, you know, if, if he will, and I hope he will, you know, get better and be a bit of a force to be reckoned with next season. Because if you think back to sort of the pre-season, there was friendly games and Matondo looked absolutely phenomenal when he was playing. Um, so I, I don't know what's gone wrong for the boy at the beginning of this season, but hopefully he kicks on now. Uh, and Scott Wright came on in the second half as well and I thought had an excellent showing. And he's a player I like, but he's not been all that consistent in a Rangers jersey. Um, so hopefully, you know, he can kick on as well, especially if he gets a few starts. But as Davey said, I think one really noticeable thing was we were missing a centre-forward. Sakala was drifting out. He wasn't coming to collect the ball. And we were putting crosses in, but unless it was sort of right onto Sakala, there wasn't that centre-forward with the, you know, the movement needed in the box to be actually able to find a yard and get a header away. So that that looked difficult. I um, I think, you know, if, if Cholak comes back into the team, he could be the centre-forward that we're missing. But I do think we would maybe need to change our style of play and change our system a bit to accommodate Antonio Cholak. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Because, uh, I mean, there was there was pluses, some some signs of you know, green shoots. Is that the right word? Maybe it should be blue shoots. But, the David, the I thought that uh, Ridvan... Played very well. He's a different type of player from from Borna Barisic. You know, he's much more comfortable in getting forward and taking part in in kind of passing movements, and 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 he will cut inside. You know, and get to the edge of the box. Which Borna's mission in life is just to get to that byline, ping it across. I think Redvan offers us just a bit more. He's clearly very comfortable on the ball. And he made it. He made some a couple of nice interceptions and taking it back when he just nips it off the toe. He did that two or three times, and you know, and, and as Bill says, I think the Hadji was very encouraging for me because you know when I look back at my notes for the pod on Thursday, I I had do we cash in, and Hadji is on the list, so I'm, I think I'm just about to strike Hadji from that list because I was uh, I thought Hadji was 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 very good today. He's clearly. I mean, it's ability to move the ball with a one-touch passing. And, and I think you may have found, you know, in, in Raskin and Cantwell, you know, some soulmates. And uh, certainly he was, it was most encouraging in terms of the, the, the way that they could move the ball about, you know, quite quickly. So, I mean, what was your own view, of the, you know, the players? I mean, and Matondo as well, who I thought was not at his best, but there are signs there that there's a player. So... It's, uh, I mean, he got to the byline a couple of times. You know, he's clearly quite pacey. And, you know, there's, there was one instance in the, in, in the second half, sorry if I'm rambling on here, but when 
you know, we had the opportunity when I think it was your favourite John Lundstrom, you know, gets on. No, it, was, it wasn't. It was Scott Arfield who was on the left hand and he got, you know, like a yard of space to just to knock the ball on and, and belt down the left wing, but he just didn't have the pace for that. He cut inside and eventually the defender just knocked the ball away from him and we lost possession. And it was just crying out for someone who, who had had any pace at all would have been clean into their box. So, but that's the, that's the over with. But anyway, David, just to get back to the, the, the kind of, Fringe players who we saw today. I just want you to give me your take on on how they performed. Just mark their report card. Well, it was it's quite funny because I was reading the news now Rangers before I came on, and the person that wrote it from I think it's from the Ibrooks Noise or something like that. Um, he gave Hadji a three out of ten. <laughs> what was that? So that that, that can't be right. That three out of ten. So no, I, I mean. You can see he's not fully fit yet. Um, I don't think he was going to last, never going to last the 90 minutes. Uh, and I, I like Hadji as a player. Uh, he, he actually looked quicker today than than than, than I thought I thought he was. Because, uh, I mean, he certainly wasn't a slouch. He, he, he'd been past a good few players with speed. And yeah, that was Matondo. Nice couple of flicks. But whether whether he's someone we're going to win the league with, I don't know. I suppose it depends the players that you you put down. He, he had a beautiful, um, brought down a beautiful ball, one of these eighty yard balls from uh, Goldson, I think it was. And it just killed it stone dead in the first move. It was just a pity. His second touch wasn't good. If his second touch was good, it was through and goal. And uh, no, a good few. But listen. I'm afraid these these guys, Sakawa and Matondo, we're not going to win leagues with them. I would say if we can get money back for them, get rid of them, because we're we're, we're not going to win leagues with them. Yeah, <clears throat> Mark Curry, how are we doing? Are you are you wired for sound? How do I look? You look absolutely fantastic. You look as pretty as right, you ever Right, don't will. you worry. I, I, I'm, I'm actually glad. So what we'll do is I hope everything goes well when you actually go up and pick up your guide dog tomorrow. So thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in for an yeah, oh, so, so well, I've been speaking to the guys about, you know, the team, the lined up team. I mean, we had obviously some, some changes with uh, McCrory, Redvan, Haji, you know, and, and Matondo getting a, a start. Uh, how do you think that went for Rangers today? There was a few changes, but I thought there would be more. I was a bit mm, okay. Uh, I didn't think that uh, learning or anything like that would get a, a start. So, or maybe Kamara. I thought Divine maybe get a wee run out, but never seen anything of him. Overall, it was really, really slow. Really, really slow. But uh, you talk about Hadji there? Yeah, I, I thought Hadji was. I thought Hadji was. I, I thought Hadji was a, you could see that uh, he's been missing a lot of fitness and that, so hopefully he'll be a bit better. Uh, I'll just will say, you'll need to forgive me. Uh, I went and lost my, my front tooth oh, the other you. morning there. So I'm trying to hide it because it's right my bloody front tooth as well. And that's why I didn't want to come on. 
So <laughs> I look like a homeless junkie. I look like the complete opposite. It's guaranteed I come in looking like a homeless junkie and Bill comes on as if he's just back for court. Typical. <laughs> Absolutely typical. But uh, I thought had you done all right. Uh, I think he's got more to give us. He looks as though he's bulked up a wee bit. And I think when I keep him for next season, obviously I, if a decent offer comes in, will we take it? Definitely. If if we get some decent money for him, I would take it. Because I think there would be better out there, especially in that, posi- that position. Uh, but uh, I was hoping to see more more changes. I really was. And obviously, we'll talk about one man later on, no doubt. But it was... Oh, this is bad. It was just... All this game is, was, right, who's going to give it a go for next season? And to be 100% honest with you, I couldn't put turn around and say, I, I definitely want him to stay next season, other than the two that were mentioned and McCrory as well. McCrory needs the next five games. He needs to be in. If he, he if he could performs the way he did today in the next five games, he's got the number one spot, unless we bring in some really big name. But at minimum, he should be kept as the number two. That's at minimum. Uh, but that's about it. I, I'm, I'm going to ban that Aldo, by the way. He'll not be a sniper for long. I'll be, he'll be dead in the sniping. And he made his cheek toothless aggression. Aye. Murray, you really need to avoid these barroom brawls. It's, uh, it's not uh, I, I wish it was, aye. The, the, the old man, remember what your mammy used to say? Uh, you, you lose your teeth if you're kissing the lassies. God, oh, right. bloody chance would be a fine thing. <laughs> I think it's boys now, but... David, coming back to yourself, uh, we had some chances in the first half. You know, Sakala blasted one off the keeper. He had a couple off the keeper. Uh, we had Todd Cantwell having a shot from the edge of the box. We had uh, Tavernier having a shot from the edge of the box. You know, we were we made some some decent chances. I mean, they also had a couple of chances. But we uh, throughout the first half, I thought we we should have been ahead at half time. I thought we had certainly done enough. We and I was thinking, you know, at halftime, we're looking, it's looking like the same script as last time. What I would say about Aberdeen, they were clearly up for it. I think they fancied their chances today, you know, probably based on the, the result at Petodre a couple, a couple of weeks ago. So, but it, it wasn't to be, I thought Rangers were kind of on top without completely dominating the game. But what was your, how were you feeling at halftime after we had kind of passed up some really good chances? And it's, we're still not ahead. Well, it was a, a, a great flick from Matondo onto Cantwell to, to, to have the shot with his chest. So it was that. But, but I was getting, I was just getting the old, the old um, Elvis Presley song come into my head at that time. It's going to be one of those days, guys. It's going to be one of those days. And that's, uh, that's the way I thought about it. And I thought, oh, no, here we go. And missing chance after chance after chance. And, uh, uh, yeah, keeping the uh, we, we kept the pressure, and I mean Aberdeen was starting to get in, but I mean it was some, at one point it was I think about 79, uh, 21 possession. I, I think it ended up about uh, 70, 30. but at one point it was seventy nine, twenty one. Uh, so I mean that's how one sided the game was really. But again, a lot of our possession is is is. Passing along the back line, it's not it's not all good possession that we've got. Um, 
and, and let's face it, Aberdeen could have been two 0 up quite easily in the in the in the first half. Twice they were they were through in uh, in the goalkeeper and McCrory, and uh, we were lucky. That, and not only lucky, we were uh, lucky we had McCrory because uh, he's, he's, he done well stopping the ball with one, and obviously he, he came out and covered the angles that the the guy put the, the ball over the bar. So that was uh, that was a sort of a. I, 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 I thought before that we're playing a heck of a high line. At one one time we were well, we were about ten yards into their half, and it, it, I mean they were never going to be offside. That that's uh, because we're playing in their half. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, the, how I was thinking at that moment. But um, no, luckily, uh, yeah. one chance, one yeah, chance yeah. that. I'll, I'll leave that for another one. You're right. I mean, it was it was a couple of balls over the top when and they're playing through, as you said. You know, we're over our halfway line. You know, in the Aberdeen half, and and a couple of balls over the top and and they're clean through. But uh, you know, for the first one when he he springs it across the Duke, I thought uh, Robbie McCrory had a crack and save. I'm, I'm I was in the Copeland rear, so you know I'm behind him when he saves. So the 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 shot was on target. It was a. Uh, it would have gone in, and and Ross McCrory made, made the save. So he's doing his job in that sense. But I would say that uh, Ben Davis did not cover himself in glory with his his wee lunge on the halfway line, and the guys just streaks past him and and were off. The second one when when Duke's through, I I thought on this one Rob McCrory did well again because he came out and came and and was straight out so that the the shot passed him became didn't become an option well it was giving duke some some thoughts you know would they go either side or to go over the top he elected to go over the top and then went too far but i was quite pleased that uh, robin mccrory managed to close him down as, as quickly as he did because that gave duke a, a decision to make and he elected to go over and uh, put it over the bar because i think uh, <clears throat> he wasn't close enough to him for him to go either side of him because he could have reacted I thought Robbie McCrory did did very well in both instances when they, when they broke through. It, it could have led to two goals. There's no doubt about that, and we we shouldn't be uh, you know having them r- running in an our keeper like that because we should be you know our, our defender should be a bit smarter than that, particularly with the pace these two guys have got up front. Then uh, playing a high line like that is is fraught with danger, and we were almost caught. But I thought That's Robbie. Was McCrory, I was going to say, Dave, if, if I was Duke, I, th- I think he made the wrong decision. I think he should have went on the sprint with McCrory because I think McCrory was, was standing still, obviously, and Duke had, had speed already. And I think he made a, I think we were, we were lucky that he chose to, to, to try and lob it over him uh, because I think if he went, up, if he went for speed, I think he would have whipped McCrory. I don't think McCrory would get near him. Right, I think so today's performance, David, is that time is that put Duck out the window now? Three golden chances, three golden chances missed. Is that him out the window now? Can we we, we stop that rumour now, do you think? Duke. Or I mean Duke Duke's um, Avengers you mean Curry. Certainly, he's a, he's a strong boy and all that. But he's, I know, uh, it's just a wee rumour that was going about, uh, was it two weeks ago? A wee rumour that was going, oh, I'll be so time, Doc, oh, look at his numbers and all that. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, no, he's no. I think the day proved that, no, he's no, he's no good enough to play for Rangers. 
No. No, I think we could. Uh, we would be hoping to uh, get a better quality than that. But Bill, coming back to you, I mean the the casualty at half time. You know, from from uh, just before half time was Ben Davis. I, I'm not sure Ben Davis would have survived the the half time uh, anyway because he's uh, he's become beginning to be a wee bit consistent in terms of you know the. He's, he's a good player, you know, he's, he's technically quite sound and he's, he's nice with the ball at his feet, but he has the, the some mistakes in him and I, I, you could see that Aberdeen could had the measure of him, I thought, and I was quite, de- not, not not delighted, but I was pleased when uh, Suter, because as, as, as we said on Thursday, Suter was in my starting 11, but I thought we, uh, we looked a bit more comfortable with Suter rather than Ben Davis. Am I being harsh here? No, I actually agree. Um, what I thought about both Davies and Goldson in the first half was I, I actually thought the two of them were a bit naive when it came to their positioning because that, that boy Duke has got lightning pace. And, you know, I was saying to you guys today in the chat that, OK, Duke got through three or four times. And, you know, in, in, in a game against us where we're playing that high line, he will get three or four of those high balls over. And... He's, he's, you know, he's, he's going to get past our centre-backs with his pace if we're playing like that. And he only needs to take advantage of one of those for a game like that today to become a right nightmare for us because we only got the one goal in the end, you know. Um, but Davies, I thought, you know, that, that one where he, he kind of lunged in and uh, I think it bounces off him and bounces back off the boy and then he, he get past him and he's, he's kind of threw one-on-one with the goalie almost, you know, and I, I just I thought that was a bit naive. A guy with experience like that, and the same as Connor Goldson, you know, the two of them should be a bit more astute and know that they're not going to win a foot race against that boy and adjust the position accordingly. So uh, the high line was dangerous, but, you know, like, like Davey was saying, we were... Aberdeen wrote their luck in the first half because we had several chances and the ball really could have been in the net. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where if we don't score and they score, you know, sometimes that's just what happens. But I thought that we we commanded the game in the first half. But when you're doing that and you're not scoring the goals, to be that defensively naive, to be positioning yourself like that, to be playing such a high line when you're against such a pacey striker really, really can cause you problems. Robbie McCrory did well, I thought, in terms of doing something Alan McGregor wasn't always able to do getting off his line quickly. You know, yeah. the, like that that one where Duke's tried to kind of put the ball over the top of him. McCrory comes off his line and I don't yeah. know that McGregor would have done the same. He, he'd hesitated and maybe until Duke had travelled another eight or ten yards and then tried to come off his line maybe and he wouldn't have had the pace to get as far out. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, that's what Mark said kind of, about McCrory, and I, I think you know he, he needs the next five games. It'll be interesting to see if he starts the old firm game. Uh, I, I just I wonder what will happen because we've seen what McGregor can do, and you know I, I think it is time for McCrory to get his chance. And the 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 thing there is the next game is against them, and it's it's going to be a high pressure game. Although the league's gone and all of that, and it's there's nothing as such to play for. It's still a game against them, and he's going to know what that means, you know. So, hopefully, he comes in and does well. Yeah, I mean, you can see that they they were well up for it, which and you know probably the best example of that was the wee uh, incident 
Curry, coming to yourself, the wee instant with uh, Todd Cantwell in the first half when Scales, you know, barges him and uh, Todd just barges him straight back, you know. This is this is a, a lesson in life that we used to get was if a big boy hits you, you hit him back. And that's exactly what Todd did. So, I mean, the, 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 the chappy behind me in the, in, in the Copeland was saying, he's getting red carded, he's getting red carded. And I was saying, you know, no, no, he, he battered, battered scales and then uh, Todd scales battered him and then he battered them back. So it was a it was a book in each for me and that, that's ultimately what the ref uh, gave. But for for me, it's it's good to see Todd Cantwell, uh, you know, stand up for himself. Eh, there was uh, no. a <laughs> nonsense. Well, five games, five yellow cards tells you everything that he it he, he doesn't take any shite. He, he's no he's no interest in that. You seen that. But I, I thought the same. I was like, "Oh shit, he's got a red card here." But then it showed the replay, and you can see the boy. He had had a wee bit, bit of a go at him. It was like a hand. He tried to get him in the face, and I, I think Todd's went, "Aye, that'll be right." And just hit him in the face, and ended up like a toothless mine. And so he just gave him a wee shift. But it was, it was handbags. But there's one guy again, man of the match. Again, uh, the guy he's a hundred percent. And he faded out a wee bit after the yellow card, but I think he could come back into the game again once he get that way, that way for that initial fear that he was going to get another yellow. So I, I'm, I can't say anything, but we'll talk about what he did later on. But I'm not going to feel the guy, he's, he's, as I said last week, he gets it. He really gets it being here. And I, and I know you say it, but a lot of players like, oh, oh, he. He wants to be here. He's he's a Rangers man. I can honestly say I really think he does get it. Oh well, yeah, I mean, I I, I thought uh, Todd Cantwell, you know, he's, and and not in, only in today's game, but you clearly see he's uh, he's not a shrinking violet, which I always like to see in Rangers players. So he's not going to be bullied by anyone, you know. He's uh, he's. He's, I think he's quite a confident character. He strikes me as that anyway. Obviously, I don't know him from Adam, but he's uh, he's clearly uh, just a wee swagger about him, which uh, I'm always keen to, to see. But he's he's got ability behind it. You know, it's not like it's uh, it's all a facade. This boy can play football, so I was uh, I was delighted to see him have a wee uh, a wee bite back because there was Aberdeen players. You know, were were, were flying into challenges today. They were. Uh, they're putting themselves about, and which is why I think you know uh, John Lundstrom is important because John Lundstrom doesn't succumb to that stuff either. They, I don't think there's uh, they're capable of bullying John Lundstrom, so he kind of stands up to them. But there was they were they were certainly putting some energy into it, and as we as we said earlier, I, th- I thought they fancied themselves today, but it, it, it didn't amount to much. Davey, what so did cheese, cheese me off was if you look, oh, if I can. Trying to remember properly, Raskin was the first one down there to help him out. There was three or four other so-called Rangers men stowing about with their finger up their arse and never bothered. And it wasn't until Raskin ran in that they fully didn't know afterwards. So I think that says a lot about the mentality of players because if you see another player getting picked on by about five or six of them, you're in there right away. And Raskin was the first one, and the rest eventually made it. So I think, it, and it's like the ones that have been here for years, it's the ones that are no shown that they should be here. So I think yeah, that well, tells you a lot of no, mate. 
I think that's when you know you've got a good team spirit. You know, guys are uh, who are they've got each other's back, and when in these incidents, it's all for one and one for all. I mean, that, and that's true of amateur football. So it certainly should be true of uh, professional football. I would have thought. But anyway, David, coming back to yourself, we got half time. We're into the second half, and I, I thought we uh, started well again. You know, can we pretty much continued where we'd 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 left it in the first half with the bulk of possession, with, with lots of play around the the box. You know, we had I think we were in double figures for corners. In fact, I, I wrote it down. We had uh, twelve corners in the match, and. I, I must admit, I was I was having a wee pop at Tavernier because the corners for me are all far too floaty and, you know, he's putting these balls 20, 30 feet in the air when defenders and, and their defence have time to see the ball, where it's landing and, and adjust. I would want to see someone because he's. I think he took all the corners. He took every corner. And I would like to see the ball driven in just a wee bit harder with uh, their t- giving their defence less time to react. What I used to complain about when I played football was when when people that my teammates would take a corner and we didn't know where the ball was going to arrive. I says, well, listen, we've got all day all week to work this out. So we we know where the ball's going to arrive. Let them guess, let them worry about it. So tell me where you're putting it, and that's where I'll be to meet it. So and, and we kind of worked it out on that basis. Tavernier's corners are just far too floaty, way up in the air. And I think if he uh, meant the, the ball to Cantwell for the goal, then I would I, I apologise to him, but it was just another one which is uh, 25, 30 feet in the air, which Todd Cantwell got on the end of and, and just volleyed at home, God bless him. But I think we're, we're weak in corners. What, what was your, your take on, on that? I mean, obviously getting into the second half here, we're dominating possession, we've got a lot, but I think we could be sharper in terms of the possession that we have in their box. And and be more ruthless in exploiting that possession. Well, that's a, the 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 modern day word, isn't it? Ruthlessness and uh, and composure is the other one, and and that's that's what was today as well. That's uh, the using the the and that, that's why I don't think Matondo or will will be. They're not ruthless enough. They're they're too soft and. Can't well. He's proved. I mean, he proved last week with a with a water bottle, <laughs> throwing the water bottle away, and uh, he certainly doesn't take any crap from him. I know the Sabardino went to their own bench for the for the water today. So <laughs> that was. I thought, well, he's, he started a new craze. People going to their own bench for water, <laughs> and uh, no, yeah, I, I said last week on the pod. I hate the way that we take about an hour to take a corner. Because Tavernier's got to come away from one side, go to the other side, and it was the same with Borna Barisic. He's got to go from one side, and they've they've got they've got that time to set up their defence. If you if you look at the, the, the some some of the, the the goals I've seen recently was taking a quick free kick. I mean that's the way they the the them scored against us, taking a quick free kick, and we just don't seem to have that. It's, it's called. It's got to be. Uh, it's got to be off Tavernier or or uh, or uh, Borna Barisic, and I mean they can have good free kicks. But I, I, as you say, I would like to see as well mixed up. I don't mind a forty forty one now and again, but I, th- I think that he's aiming for goals and all the time, and and that's 
that shouldn't be real either. It should be, we should be, should be mixing them up. And this sticking your hand up in the air, then everybody's supposed to know what you mean. <laughs> they stick the same same hand up in the air all the time. So I don't know whether they've got the first one means this, the second one means that, the third one means this. I don't know, but uh, no. I think the putting his hand up in the air means it's a floaty ball to the penalty spot because every time he takes one, that's usually where it ends up. But on the on the. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The quick reaction thing. We did have an example today where Ridvan immediately collects the ball Brings it to Matondo, who then got to the byline and cut it back. You know, taking them, not giving them time. So he took. There was a wee example there of where we're, you know, what we should be doing a lot more often is just pick up the ball, take the throw in. And Matondo got to him. He got round the defender, got to the byline, put it across. I think that may have been the the wee incident where Johnny Hayes rattled it off the underside of the bar yeah. when when uh, Matondo put it across. You know, so what it almost. We were within inches of, of scoring from it. So there's an example of, of why we should do it more. The thing is, Dave, when you when you get a, a floaty ball, I don't remember I don't know if you remember the Golson had a header a goal a goal today and the keeper saved it easily, he just took it in his, his hands. That was a floaty ball as well. And when you put a floaty ball in like that, yeah. the player's got to get speed onto it. Whereas if you put in a quick goal uh, flash ball, then it's it's got its own speed. All you really need to do is touch it, and the the ball will go towards the goal. And I think that's a. Uh, I mean, we we we. I know we tried hitting the front post all the time for a while. Um, I think Alfie was there a lot, quite a lot to to flick it on. But you've just got to mix it up and not the same all the time. That's a, that's that's a bit that gets me. It's the same all the time. I don't mind a floaty ball now and again. But a lot of the big thing in, in now these days as well is, is six men piling in and a goalkeeper. We've seen that with the with the women's team during the week. Um, I've seen it today a, a good few times. Aberdeen done it as well. Uh, so just stick six men round the keeper. And that seems to be the, the, the way. But I mean, as soon as you touch a keeper, it's a foul. So I, I don't really know. I, I, it's not a thing I like to do. So, Bill, as Mark's already alluded to, on to the main man, Mr. Todd Cantwell, because the ball comes across and he has got the technical ability to leather it into the bottom corner. Uh, it was a sublime goal. I mean, I had a cracking view of this goal because uh, I'm right at the front of the Copeland rear. Absolutely beautiful. It was uh, well done, Todd. 
you stole my word, you big bugger. I was going to say it was absolutely sublime. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, as, as, uh, as Davey said there, it's that high floaty ball again. And is, is that what Tavernier had been trying to do the whole game? And by the way, the whole game last week as well, because every corner we took against them was also that high floaty ball. So have they, have they been practicing that in training and this is finally new that it's worked? Or was that just, I, I wouldn't say a fluke, but, you know, was that just something that happened because it got to the right spot for once? Uh, but oh my God, what technique! And Cantwell, you know, um, I think you, you and I have spoken about him, and, and I know you're a huge fan. I the boy's really growing in me. I when he first came in, you know, and I, I'd seen, you know, how you'd like nowadays you go on YouTube and just watch a player, and I thought, oh, this guy's looks good now, but he's probably just a bit of a show pony. But no, the show pony he he's he's got that bit of dig. That he needs. I, I was delighted, absolutely delighted, and I think I, I sent you you heard as a message when uh, when he gave the boy a shot. I said, "Go on, Todd, son, go on yourself," because you need that. You need that bit of dick. You know, he's he's not taking any shite for anybody. He's just uh, standing up for himself. And as Curry said, I okay, it's just a bit of handbags, but I think showing that bit of aggression is important. And you know, I think he's got it, and he's he's got talent in spades. He absolutely does. And, you know, I think if we can just keep a hold of this boy for a few years, can you imagine the amount of money that he's going to be worth if he starts to tear it up in Europe in the next couple of seasons? So, aye, fantastic goal. Don't think I need to say much more. Yeah, no, I thought it was a superb goal. <clears throat> Long overdue. And, uh, Mark, coming on to yourself, we had uh, we then had the flurry of substitutions. And, and I would say, you know, and I could be dead wrong here, I can't be too far from being wrong because we had the four substitutions. We had Kamara coming on for Raskin, Arfield for Matondo, Wright for Hadji, and Morelis for Sakala. None of those players, I think, will be with us next season. And we saw them all in 66 minutes. And I would say that the impact that they had was marginal at best. How did you feel about the, the subs? I know how you feel about one of them. So, <laughs> well, how about how about that one and the rest of them? Oh God, right. Uh, Kamara slowed. Uh, I know it's hard to believe, but he slowed the game down even more than it was when it was already slow. Uh, Arfield, I don't. He, I don't think he was in the game all that much. He ran about a lot, but he never done much. I don't think. Uh, who uh, right? Right does what right always does. Looks up for it. He's fast. He can play the ball. He's he was technically he's brilliant. But as soon as he gets anywhere near for the final ball, he just has a, a total brain fart. There was w- one occasion they had uh, Arfield in the right, and it was just a wee simple tap to him, and Arfield could have belted it and. Quite possibly it would have been an easy goal for him, but he chose to have a shot himself when when he had a player right in front of him. Uh, and then, um, could we talk about the other one? Are we going into that just now or are we going to hold on? No, no, bat- battering. And then we had the missing jersey, Mr. Alfredo Morelos. The, on the pod, all you guys, and we've been all talking about it the last 
two, three months. He shouldn't be in the team. He's no showed anything at all. I've been saying it for six months. Uh, there's a couple of people in chat that I know that have been saying it for about two years about Morelos. Uh, I could say, his last game was pretty bad. I thought he, I didn't think he was that great at all. He never made much. But this game is probably, and we've had some belters at Rangers, probably one of the worst performances from a Rangers player that I've ever seen. He was that bad. I'm actually surprised that Bill never helped him after he'd been on the park for 10 minutes. Morelos' contribution today was tripping himself up twice. Falling over a player three times and falling in his arse four times. Pulling a guy shut then nearly kicking a boy in the face. That was it. That was his contribution today. It's the most... I, I can't believe it. But I'm not just going to blame Morelos. I'm blaming Bill for this and all. And it's okay for Bill to come out afterwards and turn around and say, oh, blah, 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 blah. We've been saying that for months now. Morelos deserved to get shoved under the bus. He really did. People will say, oh, you shouldn't be throwing players under the bus. If you fucking perform like that at Rangers, you better believe you should be thrown under the bus. But Bill's to blame as well. The guy, we've known the guy has been playing garbage for, as I said, for the last three months, minimum. Bill's known that. He's seen it. And he's still had him out playing the day. But when he turns around and says, oh, we know he's leaving. I'm sorry, why the fuck are you playing him then? Why is he on that park? A total absolute waste of time. And it's, oh, I hate it. I am really starting to get worried about Bill and his decision making. I really am. And I hate saying I that because I want to back him next season. Curry, I'm, starting, I think if we were, I'm starting to get worried. Yeah, I think if we were to put, if our substitutions were, were going to be players, who will be playing with his next season? None of the four of them would have would have been on the pitch, I suspect. But I, I do take your point in terms that uh, I mean, Morella seemed to be more interested in wrestling matches than actually getting the ball down. And the one that he, he uh, that was put to him at the edge of the box and he slipped, you know, he just slid away. Was, I don't know. We had a wee howl at that one, but yeah, I don't think we. Uh, he was, you know putting himself out there. He did have a wee a couple of wrestling matches with him, you know, so he's a he's a strong boy and I don't think he's he's going to take any nonsense from them. But his contribution as you as you indicate was uh, not the greatest. But I have to say, I mean I agree with Bill that I thought Scott Wright was uh, looked like a man who who looks like he wants to stay because when he got the ball, his 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 mission was just to get his head down and off he went and he a couple of really cracking runs right through to them. The second, the, the one that he, where he, uh, he put it over the bar, I think the keeper touched it. You know, I think if he'd have, he'd have kept that low, I think he would have, he'd have had a shot in target there. I mean, it may have been in target because the keeper did get a touch, but I thought he did excellent, you know, and uh, it wasn't wasn't a, the isolated instant. It was he had two or three attempts to just going straight through them. And I thought they were, uh, you know, it was a, showing an excellent attitude. So the, the question I have is, where is that Scott Wright been all this time? Because 
Uh, maybe it's just taking this to uh, waking him up, say, look, this is what you're about to lose, and, and he's now prepared to take a wee risk. David, but, he's uh, always had that, though, mate. He's always had that. Every time he comes on as a sub, he gets that where he, he can burst through and he's got the technical ability in that. But as soon as he gets up front, he just he does he just sticks his head up his own backside. And he just he never he never seems to make the correct decision. Now he's been here for two seasons now. Oh, more than that, three. Three seasons. Yeah, but is that three seasons now? That's three seasons, and that's him just me starting to think that oh, I want to stay here. I'm sorry, he needs to be moved on as well. He's another one that needs to be shipped out as well, Davy. I think. Sorry, buddy. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to come in and disagree with Curry. Sorry, Curry. Oh, there's uh, a fucking surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Scott. Right, I, I think what he needs is a consistent run on the team. He shows it in flashes. He doesn't show it consistently, but he's not had that consistent run in the team. But if you look at some of the performances that boy has put in in a Rangers jersey, there is times where he's just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, some of this, the performances in Europe last season, you know, he was an absolute standout against Leipzig. He comes on as a substitute more often than not with 20 or 25 minutes to go. And like you said, Dave, you know, he gets his head down and runs at players. And no everything's going to come off for him. I'd say um, in terms of when he does do that, he's probably a bit less erratic than Sakala, but maybe not consistent enough yet. But I've got every faith in Scott Wright. I think if he's still here next season, I think he'll come good. Yeah, I think maybe I, I think based on you know what I saw today and, and what I know of Scott Wright, I mean he he, he just kind of disappoints me most of the time. But clearly, there's a player in there. Dave, coming back to yourself, I mean, with as we were saying, Scott Wright, I think there's a player in there. I'm sorry, but with Fashion Sakala, there isn't. Because I think if if Yanis Hadji's got two football brains, Fashion Sakala's got no football brain whatsoever. I mean, it's just more heat than light. I mean, the, the chance he had the chance today, a couple of chances. One that can, he was kind of close to the keeper, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a pass on. But the one he get through with the striking goal, obviously at the offside goal in the second half, which the one that eventually puts away, he's offside. Ouch. And it, actually, only when I saw the replay did I realise how close it was because when I was at the game and, and with, with no view whatsoever, I thought he was miles offside, but he wasn't. It was, uh, it was just a leg. So, but that, that's the chance that he puts away when I would say he actually had a better chance in the first half and just... Well, he's as 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 we as we know he does, just leathers it off the keeper. Would rather than you know being a bit subtle. So, if going through some of our players, you know, who 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 from the our starting eleven in particular is is is, is going to make, make not make the cut? Because I think Fashions is on is on that list that he's going to be moved on. We, we should be looking to move him on, find find a buyer for him because. I don't think he has a career as a Rangers player. Scott Wright, I'm I'm kind of on the fence on. And, you know, the, the four subs that come on, I'm, I'm off the fence on because they're all going. And the, the, the ray of light today was Yanis Hadji for me because that boy's technical ability is, is fantastic. And uh, I thought with just the, the, the kind of one-touch plays that he had with Cantwell, Raskin and Tavernier, I think, good God, this... Uh, 
maybe there's hope yet. Yeah, can I can I just say first of all that I thought that Aberdeen keeper had a brilliant game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I would even I would even go, go as far to say if, if we're looking for a for a goalkeeper, I think he should be one that, that they should be looking at because that's not the the first game that he's played absolutely brilliant. I've, 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 when I've seen him, obviously I've only seen him playing against us, but uh, it was it was brilliant the last game as well. And now we'll make the cut. Well, I've already said we're not going to win the league with, with the likes of Sakala. And you're you're on the fence. We're right, Dave. I'll be totally disappointed if we're going out and buying eleven players like Bill says now that we're we're, we're tending to. And we can't improve and write. I'm sorry. I think he still. I believe he's still got a year left in his contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll that'll bring in uh, some some money. I don't know. It won't be a lot. But even if we, even if we can get half a million a million for him, then uh, then it will be it will still be something for the kitty. But uh, as I say, I would be really disappointed if uh, we're going out and bringing in. Uh, 12 players, 11, 12 players, and we can't improve on on right. That that would be, I think that would be <laughs> one of the one of the worst things that could happen. To be honest with you, but, I, um, I can understand why you would you would say that, Dave, because you know Scott Wright does frustrate me. Because but when he he produces, you know, moments like he does today, he he clearly has something, and maybe we just need to give this guy a, a, an enormous confidence boost and. And tell him you know, he's pelly or whatever, because clearly there's there's, there's football in there. It's just uh, getting them to do it consistently. Yeah, but Dave, we've got we've got too many players that there's football in there. The problem is we've got to get the football out there and on the park, and that's that's just not happening. He's had three years, as you say, to to to, to prove himself that he, that he can play football. He's not taking a chance. Uh, I hope that, that, as I say, that we we have got better players lined up because uh, that right right at Matondo and Sakawa are not going to win us fifty six. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, we had fifteen players in show today, and what I was thinking about after the game was how many of those guys are we going to take forward into next season? And I'm I'm probably down to about six with about two maybes and the rest of them, you know, they're 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 on the list, as, as they say. I mean, is there a I think Scott Wright me would be, you know, would be on a maybe. I d I don't know about Scott Wright. I, if the guy just frustrates me so much. Because I've the the names I've got, you know, from the, the guys who are staying would be McCrory, Goldson, Redvan, Cantwell and Haji. The rest are, uh, I would say, Scott Wright and possibly, possibly Scott Arfield. The others, uh, Kamara, I mean, good God, what was Glenn Kamara about today? Was that not just a waste of time? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what that was designed to achieve, but uh, the, what I'm going to come on to you and go around you now is, is, is asking about, because guess who's next? And uh, we're back at Ibrox next week at half past 12. So I want you to just to come round and just give me an indication from what you saw today of the fifteen players, you know, the eleven and the four subs. What what team you would like to see? Where where should we make, be making changes? David, come to yourself first. 
Um, yeah, I, I, we haven't got that much. That's that's a big problem. I mean, I mean, if you look at the bench today, you've you've either got players that don't want to be don't want to be there or are not good enough to be there. It's it's we're just totally nobody. And we, a few of the comments have been, why, why bring on Kamara and uh, and let Lowry sit in the bench? I don't understand that either. I mean, they could have brought in, give him a, a chance uh, for for at least. Uh, what was it? Twenty-four minutes. But I, I don't know. Like Curry says, uh, Beal sort of get some strange decisions. The fact that was, I, I, I read a, a bit about uh, before I came on from Gary Keown, and he says that Bennett's already got his excuse ready for for sacking Beal. Whether I, I doubt that. I doubt they would be letting him race all over the world to to, to talk to players if they were intended to sack him. But. Um, Obviously, these these things. I mean, that's probably just a, a clickbait comment to, to, to get people yeah. to click onto his website. But um, no, I, I I do I do worry about Bill's uh, decisions, especially when we make substitutes. I, I I just don't understand half them today, and it's why why uh, Kamara come on, why Alfie come on, yeah. But Bill said himself after the game that. Alfie made a difference, but not in a positive way. So that that it, it must be, it must eventually be getting the sort of a message through. Yeah, Bill. I mean, looking at next week, we have uh, I, I clear. I think his 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 patience is, and David's indicated his patience with Alfredo Morella is exhausted. It's gone. That's it. I think Alfie's a goner. So, what what forward line do we do we look to next week? <clears throat> because you know, if it's going to consist of people like Matondo and Sakala, then uh, I'm, I'm hoping that Michael Beale will have them suitably motivated because I will be going along there more in hope than expectation if, if, if that's what we're going to rely on. Yep. All right. It's a shit show. <coughs> it is a shit show. Morelos, uh, what has happened to Alfredo Morelos? Why has he turned into this whatever he is now? You know, think about Last season in Europe, think about the two seasons before that. He, he was just an absolute monster, fantastic player. Defenders just bounced off him, couldn't get near him, bullied him, scored goals. I, I, it's inexplicable. I have no idea what's happened to him. Sorry, um, Bill, just is... to interrupt you a second. He's done it with every club that he's went, he's, he's went to. Except for Helsinki, where he didn't get the chance. But he done it. That's why he ended up leaving the club that he was in Colombia because he got bored and then just didn't start uh, playing to the way he could. That's interesting. Mm. Oh, well, uh, it is it is what it is, so we just need to accept it as it is and try and do something. Uh, personally, for me, Morelos doesn't start next week. But what are we going to do? I think you're, you're talking about Fashion Sakala, realistically, being your centre-forward next week. And much as I do love Sakala and I would like him to stay on, where I would see his role at Rangers is as an impact sub. I don't think he's the guy to lead the line for us and, you know, not the guy to be starting every game, the guy that we're relying on. But uh, I think it's going to be Sakala. Uh, probably, hopefully, Haji playing off him, behind him. And, you know, whether we have Matondo in, again, 
Uh, personally, I'd maybe like to see Scott Wright getting a start out wide and see what he can do. Uh, maybe we can't well and Raskin round about the two of them. I, d- I don't know whether I'd have Lindstrom in or, you know, what else do you do? You can't start Kamara, realistically. Uh, would I maybe have Scott Arfield in for the start? He, you know, he can pop up with big goals against that lot. Uh, and just on Arfield, I, I would disagree with your none of the subs would be there next year. I'd definitely have Arfield there for another season, I think. Again, coming on as a sub, he scores a lot of good goals. He makes excellent runs, very intelligent player. He can't play 90 minutes every week. You know, he's, his body's not going to be able to cope with that now, but uh, I still think he's, there's some value to having him not just in the match day squad, but around the younger players as well, just given the experience and stuff that he's got. Um, so I, the, the forward line... I, I don't know. I, I don't know how we're going to score a goal with this lot. Uh, we just we have to try and make it happen. You know, we kind of lose to them again. We yeah. definitely <clears throat> lose to the Hydrox. Although it's it's meaningless and there's no trophy up for grabs now. I just we, yeah, we can't no, tolerate another loss to them. I can I take your point. You know, because I mean that's this is this is us after a victory today. You know, and I thought Aberdeen, you know, were more. Blood and thunder than 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 good football, you know. They 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 certainly went at us, you know, and they tried to be physical. But I thought we our ability to kind of keep the ball and move the ball, you know, undone some of that. But it won't be like that next week. So I I I think I can't imagine what my list would look like had we had we lost today. I mean, I think we'd probably do it with three players. <laughs> They've been very uh, short indeed. But Curry, coming on to yourself, you know. Having a look at you know the, the the guys that we had on show today, if if we if we get a team in there that's going to uh, do the business next Saturday, or am I just hoping against hope? You're hoping against hope, mate. Sorry, Davy. You're hoping against hope. The the players that we've got just now, and the ones that Bill play put, brought on as subs are not going to do against that that lot. In any way, shape, or form, we we've already played the best against them, and we couldn't beat them. So with the players that that are potentially not going to wear a jersey again, they don't care. Muriel has proved that the day. He was our biggest option. If he came out the day and showed something, a bit of fight, or even tried, we might have been might have been a bit different, but. Kamara didn't show as, as if he could be bothered. Morelos looked as if he could be bothered. Matondo showed wee flashes, but that's all he does. He shows wee flashes. He's not showed enough yet. Scott Wright, the same. Showed flashes, shows his what he can do. But, as I said, the final ball is all... He, he just seems not to make the right decisions. Arfield is an impact sub. He's not a starter. Our back, our back line... Abbott is probably our strongest bit the new. If we play McCrory, I think McCrory will be all right. Uh, we're going to have Tav. I thought Tav, Tav was garbage today again. Uh, just uh, uh, too, too many, too many wee passes. Not he was. It was as if he was passing the ball for somebody else today and no him. You know, I don't think he ran by one. We praised him the other week there for getting by a man. He never. I don't think he went by a man once. Did he? Uh, I'm trying to get through through them all, but it's just it's overall no. 
the only thing we've got to do is heart. That's all we've got. And it's coming for us. It's not coming for the players of the park. We've not, got, we've not got enough in that park that want to play at Rangers. And that's the thing. And you're the same. There may be five or six at a push that should be here next season. And the rest are no. Uh, they know. I think they already know they're out. I don't know. Uh, the, we're talking about the bill was saying that there's two people we're talking about, Keaton. Are we really going to be offering Jack a year extension in Arfield? A year extension? Because there's certainly the other, there's no, no players going out that I can think of that deserves a, any extra time in their contract. Can you think of anybody that deserves it? Because I certainly can't. Yeah. I, 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 there's, well, it's and just kind of wrapping things up, guys. You know, I've just kind of rolled past the hour. But I think my summary of today is that there were positives and there were some negatives. But I think most of the negatives we pretty much had realised already, which were, you know, the, the, the four subs which come on and Alfredo Morelos and, and, and Glenn Kamara when it was just seemed utterly futile. I mean, just before we do wrap up, I mean, I'd... Lowry was on the pitch at half time today and, you know, knocking the ball about with uh, the, the other young team. You know, he was with Leon King and uh, Devine. And just the, the way this boy kind of plays, knocks the ball about, you see he's got absolute bags of skill. His technical abilities, touches is, is absolutely fantastic. Obviously, they're just knocking the ball about, but it's 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 as clear as, as the nose in your face. This boy's got it. I don't know whether it's we're just not ready. We can't throw him in. I would have liked to have seen him today, but it wasn't to be. So maybe there's 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 some good news to come. Hopefully, I'm clinging on to this. But in terms of my my overall summary of today was there was some good some positives. We had uh, McCrory, we had uh, Redvan, who I thought uh, was very good. He offers us something different for Borna. He's just far more, you know, he he runs through. He'll cut inside. He's just got a more varied you know, armory than 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 uh, Borna, and we had uh, we had Haji come back, and I thought Haji some of his touches has he's clearly he's got the Hollywood ball on him. He's, he's one touch football. That's what I liked. He did it several times when the ball comes, and it's a it's just one touch, and he plays it on and moves. We know he's not the fastest player, but that, and Todd Cantwell is is I mean how many. Times as he won man of the match this season, so I'll just come round and uh, just give me your, you know, your elevator summary of today and 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 say bye bye and wish us all luck this week and positivity and, and happiness. Dave, come to yourself. Is we uh, is there more positives than negatives today, or is it just a, a as, as Bill said, a shit show? No, well, we won. That was uh, that was that was one positive. Um, Sakala never kicked the ball out for a shy, try, trying to shoot. So that that was that was an improvement. Good tick, good tick. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, Cantwell is is man. Yeah, it's actually a wee bit worrying. It's the same player that's man of the match all the all the time because uh, it means that the rest are no given the same as he's given. So no, I think that's it. I think that, as you say, McCrory, I think was a was a big positive. I, I was I wasn't expecting that to be honest with you, but he had, he had a couple of really good saves uh, today. In fact, 
as I say, it could have been 2-0 for them if it wasn't for him. So, no, a couple of positives and probably the biggest positive is that these players are going to be, a lot of these players are going to be away at the end of the season and we can start new. I think that's probably the biggest positive. So, Bill, is, is there more... Thanks for having me on and uh, goodbye to everybody. Well, just today is was it a good or bad? <laughs> good cop, bad cop. So, uh, no, I, I thought there were a lot of positives today, and I, I will clarify that um, the shit show I was referring to was who starts up front against Celtic. I yeah. I didn't think today was a shit show, um, although it had the potential to be a shit show given, you know, I got a couple of balls over the top and we could easily have been caught out, but. No, I, I think there were more positives than negatives today. Very pleased to see Haji back and uh, the thought of Haji and Cantwell in the same team, especially with a good pre-season behind them. That prospect absolutely has me salivating. I think they'll be fantastic next season. Um, so yeah, positives today. Uh, the main uh, downer, the main negative for me today is just that we cannot put the ball in the net. We don't have a player who can put the ball in the net, and we desperately need that. Yeah, <clears throat> Curry, what's the what's Michael Beale's uh, talk, chat to the the guys this week? I mean, clearly there's some there who he won't be chatting to because uh, I think he's he's now pretty much as you said with uh, his comments about Morelos today. I, I think Morelos is doomed. I think Glenn Kamara is doomed. So we need to come up with a team for next Saturday for half past 12. And uh, we did see some some positives today. Uh, where are we going to find some more? No idea, mate. <laughs> Bill's talk is, honestly, it should be get the fucking finger out and show the bastards what we're all about. That's what you should be saying. Whether he does that, will probably know right enough. <laughs> but uh, it's always got to be a game that we look forward to. But this time, it's just... It, it's nothing. Just shove on the players that you think are going to give you 100%. That's all you can do. Leave out the guys that you've tried and failed. Owen. Put out the guys that you know, that no matter about, it doesn't matter how bad they play, I'd have 11 Sakalas before I had 11 Morelos's and Kamara's. Because they, yeah. they've not been showing it. So I would do them. Uh, again, everybody in chat, thank you very much. I do apologise for my the way I'm looking. I do feel like shit. Uh, toothache, headache, and I'm starving. I've no shaved. My eyes are went. And a, a big thank you as well to Roy who joined the membership. It is really, really appreciated. Uh, it's, it is awesome that everybody, anybody that actually pays for this shite is like, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's just brilliant. Uh, but thanks to David, uh, always gives me a laugh. Uh, Davey P, gentleman as always. And a big, huge, huge thanks to Bill, who not once Came out with one big fucking word that I had to Google. <laughs> it was fantastic. So for me, good night. Thanks, Mark. Right, guys, we're going to uh, wrap it up there. So anyway, there's uh, the daily update to look forward to each morning. 
And I think you've got Colin tomorrow and myself and Mr. Tomlinson are available on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then it's back to the handsome Mr. McDuff for Thursday, Friday. So look forward to you connecting to that. Thank you. Speak, speak to you soon. Bye. <laughs>